L-O-P in the building. My life been a movie, I should have filmed it. Nicely with the pen game, pops taught me to spit game. Get your cameras ready, we heavy catch when I'm in frame. Product, opinionated, but I'm coming through smooth with it. I be kicking back, you could Google it. Bring a block to the booth, he the truth, just another lane lock. I'm a Crown Heights legend, still repping the same block. Whoa. You are now listening to the Life of Product podcast. Yeah, what up, what up, man? It's the boy Product. We're now locked into the Life of Product podcast. This is episode 16. I appreciate y'all. You guys are a driving force in the show, man. And, and shouts out to the man upstairs, man. God is good. Let me tell you something. Uh, like I told y'all before, I started the show. I was a small fish in a big ocean. I'm kind of, eh, I'm kind of growing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I've been eating my Wheaties and shit. But um, um, shouts out to all the streaming uh, platforms that picked the show up. We recently got picked up on uh, Amazon Podcast and iHeartRadio. That is a very, very big thing for me. Shouts out to Anchor for the distribution. Um, I love you guys. You guys are rocking out with the kid. The support that the fans are showing me, it's fucking phenomenal. The retweets, the emails. The repost, the repost is crazy. Like I had somebody the other day uh, repost a clip. I don't even know what the fuck it was. It was from Joe Schmall. I was like, oh shit, <laughs> this is what it is. But nah, man, thank you so much. Today, I want to talk to y'all. This is episode 16. <clears throat> I want to talk to y'all about fear. Like what? what's your biggest, what What do you guys fear in life? You know, some of y'all are scary. And I'm not trying to talk shit a troll, but some, some of y'all are scary. But like, what are your, what are your major fears? And like, what do you really fear? Because for me, I don't, I don't fear a lot of shit. And I've, I've said this before, you could be six foot five, 300 pounds. If you want to knuckle up, we we knuckle it up. And, and, I, and I say that um, respectfully. And, and I mean that shit. Like, I'm not, I'm not scared of. There's a lot of things I'm not afraid of. Like, <clears throat> I've been in fights. I've been jumped. I got jumped when I was a teenager. I've been, I, I've, I've had guns pulled out on me. I almost stabbed a kid when, when I was like 14 years old. And, and that, in the middle of everything else going on, that kind of like opened up my eyes to a lot of things. It was a crazy situation. So basically, you know, when, when I was growing up in Brooklyn and shit, um, I grew up on Crown and Schenectady, right? In 712, shouts out to the 12. 12 is still there. When I was a kid, there was um some some kids that had moved on the other side of the building. They didn't like me. It was, it was some Haitian kids that moved over there. And they didn't like me for a few reasons. They didn't like me because they had beef with a Jamaican kid. And the kid that they had beef with me and him wasn't really cool like that. He was cool with some of my mans and shit. So it was a big misunderstanding, not not on my part. I never wanted to have beef with the kids from the other side of the building. So also, they didn't like me because there was a girl from their side of the building that was feeling me. So, you know, me and Shorty, we used to like kind of talking shit. We was like 14 years old. Like, I see it, you know what I mean? Boom, boom, boom. We hug up and shit like that. <clears throat> Talk sweet to Shorty. So it just built up a very, very bad like energy for some reason. I don't know why it built up a very bad energy for some reason. And at a certain point before shit got bad, I, I went, I really wanted to press on and be like, yo, what's good with you? But I, I didn't do it. Maybe I should have. So I got a homeboy. Uh, that's a DJ. Shouts, shouts out to my boy, DJ Desi. He's one of the illest reggae DJs in Brooklyn. He like before pre pandemic, he was doing parties every weekend. And that's my man's. I knew son, we grew up together. You know what I'm saying? Like literally like right next door to each other. Like we grew up together. I knew his pops. He knew my pops, my mother. Yo, I mean, to the point where we was like 10, 11 years old in my crib playing Street Fighter. Like I knew son for years. So it was me, him, and one of my men's named Shali. Like one day we were outside of the building 
um, just chilling outside the 12. And one of the kids from the other side of the building came up to me and he just came in. This this is a true fucking story. We're, we're, we're leaned on a gate. A lot of a lot of buildings in Brooklyn got like little gates in like in front of it and shit. So we talking. I can't even remember what the fuck we was talking about. We're talking. Son comes up to me. It's three of us. Mind you, it's three of us. And it was one of him. So he was kind of bold for this shit. And I, to this day, I don't know what the fuck he thought he was about to do. But I'm going to tell you what the fuck he didn't do. So the kid comes up to me. And he, mind you, I got Shalik on one end. I got my boy Desi on the other end. The kid comes up to me. And he looks me up and down. Up in my face. Desi's not like really a tough dude. He's looking like, oh shit. Mind you, Desi's like, I think like a year younger than me. So he's always like a little brother than me. So the kid said like two words, whap, 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 three piece them, three piece the fuck out of him. Remember I told you on a few shows ago, I used to, I used to go hit the bag and shit, drop the kid. The kid reaches in his pocket. Desi starts screaming, yo, Keys, he got a weapon. He got a weapon. The kid, I pulled out a knife and I flicked the knife. I was literally, literally about to stab the kid. Come to find out the kid had a fucking um, keychain with a bunch of keys on it and shit. Remember back in the day, they used to like wrap the keys around their finger, like in between their fingers to try to fight. So when, when, I, when I put the kid down on a three-piece, he see I got a real weapon. He has some fucking keys. He runs in a building. So these experiences like that have kind of, Forced me to not really fear a lot of things physically, like in a physical form. Now, don't get it twisted. I'm I'm not fucking He-Man and shit like that. I'm not Superman. I'm not just this emotionless dude that just walks around nonchalant. I have a fear. My biggest fear is failure. Honest to, to keep it hundred percent with y'all, my, my biggest fear is fucking failure. And there's failure on multiple levels. You know what I'm saying? Like I have I, I my, my the reason why I've I've always ever since a child had this fear of failure. I used to have a fear of, like, my biggest fear as a kid, one of my biggest fears was, like, um, as far as failing, was getting left back. I don't know why. I had, yo, and the crazy shit is, I didn't come close to that shit until I got older. You know what I'm saying? But I had this fear of failing, uh, 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 failing school, getting left back, things like that. So, but there's multiple levels to failure. Like, I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to wake up one day 60 years old and be financially fucked up. And failed myself to where I cannot take care of myself when I grow older because I I wholeheartedly believe that social security all that shit is gonna be done when my generation is old is gonna be done it's it's not gonna be there I I really don't believe that after nine eleven after fucking multiple government shutdowns after this pandemic you need to grind it out right now I have a fear of waking up sixty sixty five years old I don't have money for medication. I don't have money for rent or mortgage. I'm fucked up living off a of family. I am not trying to do that. And and I say that respectfully because I don't want to sit here and take jabs at the people that are in that predicament because ultimately I feel bad for them. Like I've had older family members. I've known older people that they were just not self-sufficient financially. They were hurt. Like there were so many financial burdens on them. And <clears throat> to hear the pain in their voice you could tell they felt a they they failed or they felt a sense of failure, and it's hard to cope with because the older you get, the less you can do. Now, I don't mean that on on a on a mental level per se, but the older you get, the less you can do physically. If you are 60, 65, you cannot do the same things you were doing at 30, 35. And I told you guys before, your life changes. Every 10 years, your life changes. You know what I'm saying? So by the time you hit 60, you got that 60-year-old juice in you. You're going to be 70 if you make it another 10 more years. You damn sure ain't going to be able to physically do 
the shit you was doing at 60 years old. You know, you understand what I'm saying? I don't, I've known, I've known, and I, and I don't, I don't want to say this shit to be an asshole, and I don't want to say this to be me, but I've known people in their 60s, they were on, still on Section 8. They were getting government benefits. I'm not knocking y'all for that. At, at 60 years old, if you fail to do certain things in life, then at that point, it's about survival, and I 100% support that. 100% support that. You will never see me or hear me say, oh, I don't pay taxes for that. Yes, the fuck I do pay taxes for that, because ultimately... I have I have a soft spot for older people. I, I feel older people, once they get to that age, you know, depending on, you know, the things that happen in their life, we need to lend them a, f- a fucking hand. And a lot of people out here in society are selfish. They don't want to do that. They feel like they don't know. That could be your parents' shit. That could be you when you get older. But I've known older people, they were on Section 8. They was they were still getting food stamps. They were still getting X, Y, Z. And to hear these stories that they would tell me, some of them would tell me about how they just didn't they didn't physically have the energy to deal with that type of stuff no more. It's sad, yo. This shit, this shit hurts, man. It it really hurts to 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 hear that. And and it's kind of like if that person, depending on what you're doing in life, you know, we all have to take care of our, ourselves. We have to take take care of our responsibilities. How much can you really do to help that person? Yeah, you can lend a hand. You can lend a hand, but ultimately you can't fully help that adult because even though they're an older person, they're still an adult and they kind of had options to get their shit popping when they were your age. And I, and like I said, I, I'm saying that shit respectfully, but it's the truth, man. It's the truth. And I'm, I'm afraid to, to, to fail financially. I'm, I'm afraid to fail uh, career-wise. I, I am afraid of that. Like, you know, the hardest, the hardest part about um your goals, when you're trying to reach your goals, one of the hardest parts is uh, trying to execute. The execution is the hardest part. You need once you like design a plan, you come up with a plan of action and things like that. Trying to execute can be one of the hardest things you can fucking do with this shit. It's it's not easy. It's not easy at all because it takes a different set of energy. When you're sitting back you in your lab, you you got your lab coat on. I'm 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 talking as if you're a motherfucking scientist. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got your lab coat on. You got your Got your safety glasses on. You got your beaker, your gloves. You're preparing shit. Bong, bong, bong. You're mixing shit together. That's that might be the easiest part, honestly. The preparation part might be the easiest part. Um, executing is not easy because it takes a different set of energy, and some people don't have it. They don't got they don't got the same mojo to carry that shit. They don't they don't fucking have it. That's where the failure kicks in, because you spent so much time and energy trying to prepare yourself. For it that you're still not fully fucking prepared. You were not fully fucking prepared, and it's a scary feeling. Like you, yeah, I, I've known people in the music industry like me that have. Uh, they at a certain point they walked away. They was like, you know what? I don't, I don't want to do that. I've, I've questioned myself when it came to that. Like, okay, how much longer should I keep going? Should I walk away? Every time, literally, every time I start feeling like I failed, or I start questioning myself, saying, you know what? I should fucking walk away from this. I get further. And this this is true. I, th- I think that's a sign from God saying, yo, yo, what's wrong with you? I gave you this talent for a reason. Shut up and do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Every time, every, every time I feel like I failed or I feel like I'm not getting where I need to be, something happens. Bang. I get 10 steps closer to where I need to be because everything is a process, man. Like it's it's a process. I'm I'm pretty sure Jeff Bezos felt like a failure many times before he got Amazon to where he's at. He's shit. He did he start that shit from his, his, his garage or something like that. I think the dude who started enterprise 
um, to my knowledge, he started out renting cars, his own personal vehicles, I believe, from his driveway. You understand what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure he felt like a failure. I'm pretty sure this shit he tried and failed and had to come back to it. He had to reformulate his plan. You know what I mean? Failure is, it, it's, 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 it's like a, 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 it's the secret ingredient to our, dis, our, our demise. It's, it's, it's fear is our, the secret de, uh, uh, ingredient to our demise. I'm going to say fear, not failure. I'm sorry. Fear, fucking fear and fear and failure, the way they coincide neck and neck, it's crazy to me, but it's real. And you need to be aware of this shit. You need to be aware that, all right, this can happen, but I need to poke my fucking chest out and not let it happen. You can't be afraid of of this shit at a certain point. At a certain point, you have to take that fear. You got to push that fear to the back. So when I, I tell people, there's not a lot of shit I'm afraid of. I've taken a punch before. I've taken a kick before. I've, I've, I've done that shit. I've been in handcuffs before. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not saying I'm not afraid to go to jail. Fuck yeah, I am. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and I live a legal lifestyle. I, I've been arrested for shit I ain't do and was with other was with other people. But that's a whole nother story I ain't going to get into. I'll, I'll bash those people maybe one day. <laughs> Let me call the fuck down. Too many cells being thrown out. But my biggest fear is failure. That is, that is my biggest fear. There are multiple levels of failure, not just not just financially, not just um career wise. You could fail as a parent. You could fail as a parent, yo. To me, that's my my biggest fear on the failure level is failing as a parent because I I legit love my children. I've I've had to jump hurdles on some real shit to for 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 parenthood. I've had I've had to go to court. I've had arguments. I've had to kick out lawyer money. I've had to do all that shit, but I do it because I love them and. Deep down inside, I don't want to fail them. I I don't. Now I'm not, I'm not I'm not the, the the nicest person in the world when it comes to you know I guess maybe being a baby daddy. I ain't bad. You know what I mean? I'm a shit talker. I'm a professional shit talker. You know what I'm saying? And my kids, my it kind of spilled over into them, which I'm actually proud about. The the fact that they can like they're like you know coming into their own and they can talk shit on the same level or almost at the same level I'm at. Oh man, it makes my heart smile. <laughs> Yo, it makes some puts a fucking smile on my face, dog. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I need to I need to chill out. But my fear of failing my kids is real. It's it's and and I know parents who have done that shit, man. Like I know parents who disconnected with their kids. And did, you, you, on the flip side, we we're excluding the the. Let's, I'm a man, so we're gonna focus on the fathers. The fathers who failed their children because it they wanted to, they want to go out and do other shit. Fuck them. You you don't deserve a, a, a lot of things in life, but the fathers that were excluded from their children's lives because of the mothers and things like that, I'm not putting y'all in this category, especially if you guys tried to be in your, your children's lives and these women have pushed you out and they have done all these things to make it seem as if you were not the person that you really were or the person that you knew deep down inside you could have been or were trying to be. But uh, a fail of my kids is a is a very big fear of mine. I've I've known people and I've had friends, unfortunately, and I hate to I hate to use them as an example, but I've had friends and family who fathers were just so engulfed in themselves, like whether it be it would be drugs, alcohol, uh, in the street chasing women, um, just not want to be there, just generally being lazy. Or just being caught up in hood shit. Yo, the hood shit is is it's just as effective as the drugs and alcohol. It's a vice. It really, it's a vice. I'm telling you. 
you got people that love drinking. You got some fathers, they just want to hit the henny every day. They want to smoke weed all day. You got some fathers, they love the hood so much, they just want to be out there in the street doing hood shit. That shit is a vice and it is very addictive. Once you become so comfortable within that, <clears throat> how do you walk away from that shit? It's hard. I've, I've, I've had these talks with other uh, black men, other grown men, and they just can't get away from it. Or they try and that shit follows them. You see, the thing is, too, I, I remember talking to a dude. He used to be an addict, right? And he, I think at one point, he was on he was on everything, heroin, cocaine, crack. And the funny shit is, I would have never expected this shit because the dude was clean for so long, he I, the, he, he came back into his regular look. He, he kind of, you know, a lot of people, you could kind of look at them and tell that they used to be on drugs and shit. But, you know, thank God that this man got off of it. He, he found Jesus Christ. He got married. Um, they, and he, he wanted to really be there for his child. He didn't want to fail his child no more. He told me this, you know, he had a fear of failing his child. Um, <clears throat> the, the, the fact that the, the relapse factor was there and he feared that he would relapse. He told me that if he, if he said right now, he said, are you a smoker? I said, no, nah, I'm not a smoker. He said, yo, if you lit a cigarette right now, he said, I would look at the lighter. And that shit will make me want to go smoke crack right now. I said, are you fucking serious? He said, a lighter is a trigger. I said, a trigger, dog? I, what the fuck? He said, yo, certain things would trigger his um his um him wanting to get back into his old habits. He he feared so much to revert back to that shit. He didn't want to be that drug addict no more. You understand what I'm saying? So there are men out here right now that they, like I said, that shit follows them, yo. It follow. I've, I've known men that were on drugs. They had a woman holding them down, working two jobs. Put I knew a woman that put her man through um rehab and all that, <clears throat> moved him to another city. He almost got caught back up in that shit. Like I said, it follows you. The, the, the energy, I think the energy follows you. <clears throat> I feel like energy is real. We can't see it. We can't always touch it. Uh, You know what I'm saying? But the vibes, yo, the, the vibes, the vibrations of that shit, it's real. It followed him. He he literally almost he had to, it took all the willpower in him not to go back to that. Look how so so many fathers have had drug habits, alcohol habits, hood habits, all kind of shit and failed their children. And and it's very it's it's a fear of mine. Failing my kids is a huge fucking fear. I don't want my kids 20 years from now. To come to me as an old man and be like, yo, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? You didn't do this for me. I've, I've worked 60, 70, 80 hours for my kids to support my kids. Even even when times are financially rough, I make sure birthdays and Christmases is, is popping. And and I know I understand material shit. You know, material shit is here today, going tomorrow. I, I totally fucking get that, right? But your kid don't get that. Your kid is not. You, you could teach that shit to your kid all day. Every fucking year when their birthday come, they they they... they Christmas come, you can say material shit is not every, you can really go hard to instill this. And guess what? They're still going to want a PlayStation. They're still going to want nice clothes. They're still going to want toys. Because when you're a child, you might, your parent might teach you to look at shit a certain way, but they can't always teach you to feel a certain way. They can't because you are a child. Your child is allowed to feel how they feel. There's, you, you should not try to take that out of them. Let that child feel how that child wants to feel. If that, God forbid, that child grows up and feel like you uh, uh, failed them, you know, you know what I'm saying? That that is a fear of mine. I I don't I don't want my kids, my sons jumping in my face 
10, 20 years from now. You ain't do shit for me. You ain't, nah, no, abs, nah. That shit is not happening. That shit is not happening. Absolutely. And I will, I will go to the ends of the earth and back to make sure that shit does not happen. It doesn't. And, and, and I stand behind that. You know what I mean? Because that's the way I was raised. I was raised like that by both of my parents, my mother and my father. You know what I'm saying? So to have a father that did everything he could to make sure that you were straight, that put you first, that's real. I put my my kids first. That is a fear of mine. Uh, uh, you know, like I said, I don't, I don't fear a lot of shit. I don't. Now, just because I said you could be uh, 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 six foot five, 300 pounds, we'll knuckle up with, with each other, right? That don't necessarily mean I'm going to knuckle up. I might knuckle up with you. I'm in a fucking, uh, I got my gun permit. I am in a state where I could pop, pop, pop. You just might fucking lose some blood that day. I don't know if you want to do that shit. Don't, don't, don't see me in the street and be like, yo, fuck that product. I'm six, five, let's fight. I'm going to either knock you out. I'm going to put you down. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Excuse me. That's my crazy Gemini side coming out. But, um, all in all, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. I hope you guys are staying safe out there. We are still in a pandemic. We are two months into 2021 and shit. Ah, oh, it's kind of, we ain't going to go there. But yo, Life of Product Podcast, episode 16. I'm out, baby. Yeah.